0: We are so glad that you could join us for this Bible study program called Shiar Jeshub, brought to you by the Church Fellowship of Shiar Jeshub Christian Tabernacle in Madison, Connecticut, and featuring the teaching ministry of my husband, Pastor Greg Scalzo. I'm Patty Scalzo, and we are currently in a sermon in the Heavenly Authority series where Pastor discussed the office of the Apostle and the New Testament dynamic balance the Apostles demonstrated between humility in service and anointed power displayed in preserving the truth of God. Before we return to the sermon's conclusion, I would like to tell you about our church's teaching ministry. At Shi'ar Jeshub, we believe that trying times are ahead as we see prophetic events unfold in our daily news. It is so important that believers know and understand the completeness of God's Word and have the fullness of His Holy Spirit in order to stand and not fall, to be prepared and not confused, and be true pillars even while that which is in the world around us crumbles. And these Bible study programs are part of our dedication to this end. You can find more Bible study teachings and helps on the church website at www.shiarjashub.org. When we left off last time, Pastor Greg was reading from 2 Corinthians. The Apostle Paul is dealing with the errors in that church brought in by false apostles, and he is doing so gently and reasonably because he has such love for them. Yet Paul is concerned that if there is not repentance, he will not be able to spare them from harsh correction from the Lord. Let's pick up the sermon a minute or so back, where Pastor Greg is reading from chapter 12 and verse 15.
1: And though the more abundantly I love you, the less I am loved. Some will translate that, if I love you more, will you love me less? And that's human nature, right? Sometimes the more a person loves us, the more a person is meek toward us, the more we say, well, I got that person. I'm sure of that person. That's a terrible human nature, right? The more somebody loves us less and lords it over us like the Gentiles and rules over us, the more we may seek after that person. That's the sick human nature. And Paul says, if I love you more, will you love me less? That's what they've done to him. Now, you go down to verse 19. He says, again, Do you think we excuse ourselves to you or explain ourselves to you? We speak before God and Christ. But we do all things, beloved, for your edification. That's, again, to build you up. That's the main goal. And then he says in verse 20, For I fear lest when I come I shall not find you such as I wish. You haven't repented. And that I shall be found by you such as you do not wish, lest there be contentions, jealousies, outbursts of wrath, selfish ambitions, backbitings, whisperings, conceits, tumults, lest when I come again my God will humble me among you and I shall mourn for many who have sinned before and have not repented of the uncleanness, fornication, and lewdness which they have practiced. This will be the third time I am coming to you. By the mouth of two or three witnesses, every word shall be established. I have told you before and foretell as if I were present the second time. And now being absent, I write to those who have sinned before and to all the rest, that if I come again, I will not spare. Since you seek a proof of Christ speaking in me, who is not weak toward you, but mighty in you, For though he was crucified in weakness, yet he lives by the power of God. For we also are weak in him, but we shall live with him by the power of God toward you. Examine yourselves as to whether you're in the faith. Test yourselves. Do you not know yourselves that Christ Jesus is in you? Unless indeed you are disqualified, you failed. But I trust, I trust that you will know that we are not disqualified. Now I pray to God that you do no evil, not that we should appear approved, not so that we look like we're somebody that we've made you do no evil, but that you should do what is honorable, even if we seem like we fail, though we may seem disqualified. For we can do nothing against the truth, but for the truth, and that's the key, right? Truth. The apostles are responsible for founding the church on the truth. The apostles are responsible for maintaining the truth in the church against all opposition, against all false apostles, false prophets, false teachers. And they can do nothing against the truth. For we are glad when we are weak and you are strong. And this also we pray that you may be made complete." Therefore I write these things being absent lest being present I should use sharpness harshness according to the authority which the Lord has given me for edification and not for destruction. I have this authority Paul is saying to bring you the truth and teach you the truth and plead with you for the truth to build you up. But I will not spare lest, being present, I should use harshness according to the authority which God has given me, the same authority which worked with Elemas when he went blind. There is that threat of the power being used of the Holy Spirit through these men, as in the case of Adanias and Sapphira. It's not God's heart's desire. God's heart's desire is to work in meekness and humbleness But when it gets to the end of the envelope, and it looks like the church is going to go astray, and it looks like people are going astray, and truth will be thrown down, and error will come in, then there is an anointing of power upon these men to correct it. And unfortunately, that passed out of the church in many times in history, because we don't have these positions of apostles and prophets and teachers. And so error comes in. Buildings go up, men are lifted into positions they should never be in, and there is no fear of God before the face of the church. There has to be a healthy fear of God. And as we've said, this ministry of the apostle is foundation. We just got a couple of quick scriptures to close with that lead into the next time. Look at Ephesians chapter 2. Ephesians chapter 2. He speaks in verse 19 uh, about the saints being members of the household, the steward, the household of God. And then he says in verse 20, the household of God being having been built, having been built on the foundation of the apostles and prophets, Jesus Christ himself being the chief cornerstone in whom the whole building being fitted together, grows into a holy temple in the Lord. Okay, Apostles and prophets. It's a foundational ministry. And certainly when you say prophets, you think of all the Old Testament prophets, right, that looked forward to Messiah, to the kingdom. They were tools of God. The word of God came through their lips. There were prophecies about Messiah, which Jesus fulfilled, and prophecies yet to be fulfilled at the end of the age. But as much as we know about the Old Testament prophets, do you know that there are New Testament prophets? Look down in chapter 3. He says, For this reason I, Paul, the prisoner of Christ Jesus, for you Gentiles, if indeed you have heard of the dispensation, the stewardship, literally, of the grace of God which was given to me for you, that by revelation he made known to me the mystery, as I have briefly written already by which, when you read, you may understand my knowledge in the mystery of Christ, which in other ages was not known to the sons of men, as it has now, now, now been revealed by the Spirit to his holy apostles and prophets. He's not speaking about the Old Testament prophets, is he? He's saying in times past, this mercy, this grace, what is it? Verse 6, that the Gentiles should be fellow heirs of the same body and partakers of his promise in Christ through the gospel, of which I have become a minister. This idea that the Gentiles can come into the covenant with God, Jews and Gentiles together, it was not known. This mystery was not known in previous ages but has now been revealed to his holy apostles and prophets. They are now New Testament prophets. He says in verse 8, to me who am less than the least of all the saints." So again, he puts himself in proper perspective. This grace was given that I should preach among the Gentiles the unsearchable riches of Christ and to make all see what is the fellowship of the mystery which from the beginning of the ages has been hidden in God who created all things through Jesus Christ to the intent that now the manifold, the multifaceted, the many-sided wisdom of God might be made known by the church to the principalities and powers in the heavenly places according to the eternal purpose which he accomplished in Christ Jesus our Lord. The church makes it known. The manifold wisdom of God is being shown to the principalities and powers in the heavenly realms as the Holy Spirit works through the church. Now, in verse 10, might be known. And then he goes down in verse uh, chapter 4, verse 11, he says, And he himself gave some to be apostles, some prophets, some evangelists, and some pastors and teachers for the equipping of the saints. In the church right now, not just Old Testament prophets, there is a foundational ministry in the church of the prophet. Didn't stop in the Old Testament right now to make known the mysteries of God. And that's why he says where we started the series in 1 Corinthians chapter 12 and verse 27. Now you are the body of Christ and members individually And God has appointed these in the church, in the church. First apostles, second prophets. And that's where we'll pick up our study next time with the office of the prophet. Lord God, we thank you for your word. We thank you for having completed the section on the apostles. Father, we pray that as we go into the study of the prophets in the New Testament church, Lord, help us now to see that office clearly and the function of that office in your body. In Jesus' name, amen.
0: Pastor Greg's award-winning book, The Nature and Power of Prayer, is available on Amazon and barnesandnoble.com and other sites where books are sold. It is available in paperback, hardcover, and ebook formats. For more information, go to PastorGregScalzo.com. And remember, you can hear this program and hundreds of other Bible study programs, read articles, and find directions to our 10 a.m. Sunday service at the Madison, Connecticut Memorial Hall at shiarjashub.org. Please join us next time for Shi'ar Jashub.